Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcasts, Your Life the Mixtape, and Headliners comes, Your Life the Mixtape Magazine, a free, monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favourite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognised journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You are now listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest in entertainment worldwide. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr. His new song and music video, The Lonely Nights, is out right at this very minute. Joining the ranks of returning guests to the show, please welcome the absolutely amazing, one of my favorite people of all time, Mr. Bo Bascoro. Hello, sir. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So tell me about the new song and tell me about the new video. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. Well, the new song is it's called The Lonely Nights. Um, I, we released the, like a full version and then an acoustic version. And 
I'm so excited about this because something I've always wanted to do for a while is do an acoustic version of my music because the 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 original songs are just so big. The production's typically so big. And I've been really wanting to strip it back because I feel like I'm so I'm so passionate about the song as like the entity without the production already. So it's cool to be able to strip that back and let the hear the let the lyrics kind of hit differently and um kind of sharing more of an intimacy with that song. So I'm really excited about um I'm really excited about both of these songs and the music video was really cool. It's actually something um I wanted to do for a while was do something without or I guess not having to do put all of my energy into it myself. Basically, I was able to work with an actual team. I worked with uh this company up in Portland called Fordham Films and um they're just such a great group of people and so have such a cool eye for for creativity and um in music videos so i was really excited to produce with them and i think it turned out really cool i think it was the, the coloring was beautiful the the angles and the shots were beautiful and the story we made out of it was a really fun one so i'm really excited about the video nice i I appreciate um, that you released the the full version and the acoustic version. It it reminded me of very the late nineties, early two thousands when you would you could get like an artist's single at your local record store, and it would have like the full production and then like an acoustic version and then maybe like a remix or 12. Oh, that's cool. I actually didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I would have, I would have eaten that up. I was really big on downloading music videos on iTunes. <laughs> like that was a really big one for me. So anytime there was a song that I really loved, I always got the music video as well. And I always just like, I would just literally sit at my computer and watch the music video. Which I feel like music videos are kind of, a, I don't know, maybe I just haven't been around enough people doing music videos, but I just feel like that kind of long form content doesn't really, it's not as popular anymore. So I can't imagine, um, I don't know, I can't imagine someone just like plopping down and watching a, a whole three minute music video. But if they do... I'm super grateful that it happened to be my music video. They they should definitely check it out. It is it is one of the best videos that's that's out there right now. Um, wow, and thanks, dude. and I hope that you know more more artists start doing music videos again. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I feel like with TikTok now it's like you have like 15 seconds. And which I mean, that's kind of like what our attention attention span is at its max now. But, um, you know, you can you can chop up a video and post it on on TikTok, but you don't really get a lot of a lot of the long form videos anymore. Yeah, I, I remember at the height of MTV's popularity in the early 2000s, they had a TV show called Making the Video where they went behind the scenes and showed you how these music videos got oh, made. Oh, that's like, really that cool. went into it. Yeah. See, that's the stuff I eat up. Any kind of BTS stuff, I'm like, yep, yep, I want it all. Yeah. <laughs>
So on a scale of one to 10, how excited about life are you right now? Wow. You dove in with that question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. That is a fantastic question because I would, I would say that October was one of the worst, like one of the most challenging times of my life in the last few years. November was one of the busiest and most exciting. And so now with December here, I am like kind of implementing, um, a new routine and a lot of big things and big changes have happened for me and it's really exciting but really really scary so with that being said i would give it a solid seven and a half right on that's that's a good number that's a healthy number yeah yeah it's like a it's like a, a c plus or a b minus it's like exciting yeah. but like it's a little scary and uh you know i'm i'm getting out of my comfort zone big time and you don't look like an overachiever with that number. So, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a try hard at all. <laughs> so since the last time we've talked, uh, what has been the career highlight for you? Oh, good question. I think since the last time we talked, I would say I just recently um got new representation with an agency in LA for um for voice acting and that's something i'm really excited about because with music um that i don't know i i think voice acting has been something i've always wanted to attempt and i just didn't have the accessibility to it and then suddenly i got some adult money and um the internet so figured that all out and um and now i'm like i'm doing music and then i'm doing the acting thing and voice acting is now being added to my resume and it's super cool and super fun i like that and you you've got you've got a good voice for for voice acting so so i'm I excited really, to see thank you i really appreciate that i've actually i've heard that before and I'm really hoping I can I can take advantage of that. I need to I need to hear more of that so I can I can really hide myself up while I'm in the booth because sometimes I'm like, you know, imposter syndrome hits and I'm like, I don't freaking know what I'm doing. And the auditions kind of come so fast and so often that you kind of don't have time to think. And it's almost like, you know, you're in a session with a bunch of musicians and they're like, OK, you have four hours, make something. You're like, ah, OK, we got to go. <laughs> and so you kind of just have to be ready and um and I'm I'm working my butt off trying to trying to keep up the chops with the acting and the and and the right the writing. So what do you feel like musically sets you apart from everybody else that's putting out music right now? Really good question. Um that's something that's something that I think has been on my mind for a while now and i think i think with pop music or just like what's popular or what's what's trending in in music right now i it could be a double-edged sword i could actually be behind but i've just kind of stayed true to my sound while kind of like pushing my envelope but I think the thing that has always maintained has been kind of the the cinematic the cinematic feel of things um 
like the lyrics are that I think my some people have have said that my my vernacular and my lyrics are are definitely definitely set apart from other songs that they listen to but I think um yeah I think overall it's like most times people listen to my music and say that this is like very cinematic for for this kind of genre and um and I'm okay with that I I'll I'll agree to that it's you're you're like the John Hughes of pop music if that makes sense to you sure yeah I'll take that so if there was a a hashtag that best described you, what is that hashtag? Oh my gosh. Um hashtag sad boy cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad cinematic sad boy. Yeah, hashtag cinematic sad boy. I think that's that's my hashtag. That's amazing. That's an album title. I think. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I've just lived for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh man, I'll tell you what the worst advice I've ever been getting is, bro. I can't tell you how many times someone has said, "Just keep doing what you're doing." I'm like, I "Yes, hate that dude." I. <laughs> I don't know why people think that that's helpful, but it's not. So I was, I will argue that that's the worst advice I've ever been given. The best advice I've ever been given. uh, I think that's so hard because I'll tell you why it's hard because I've done so much kind of like, and this isn't like a pity party thing. It's like, I've just done so much solo that um that it's it i haven't like gotten a lot of advice outside of just keep doing (laughs) what you're doing but i think oh okay no this is this one i will say my agent in portland he sat me down one time and said there are so many bobas goros in the world and there's always going to be someone that is for the record i'm literally the only bobas squirrel in the world but figuratively (laughs) um he said, there's always going to be someone that's more talented than you, more attractive than you, more, you know, whatever than you. But the thing that sets you apart is your character. And that is your superpower. You're kind and you show up and you put in the work. So keep like hanging on to that and keep being true to yourself. And you're going to succeed that way. And that was like, sh- that was totally sh- uh, world shaping for me because I've constantly felt like I was lacking something for people and being, I don't know, growing up, I was always in the shadow of another artist or another creative person, or just, you know, socially, I was kind of like uh, a little put out of the group of certain groups and to be told that like, nah, what you're doing is right. It's true to you and you're kind and people like that. And that's what gets you work. Um, that really changed my perspective and gave me more uh, drive to want to be myself and be confident in who I am because who I am is definitely, definitely uh, unconventional, but 
but you know, it, it's given me a lot of opportunity because he's totally right. There are a million way more talented, way more, you know, gifted people than me. But, um, but every time I've got back on set or every time I've collaborated or worked with some, someone else, they've always been so excited to see me and just, um, spend time like spending spending quality time outside of just the collaboration and i think that's something that's really special and that's how you um that's how you maintain relationships but that's also how you i would argue have a more sustainable career in some matters who who's the dream collaboration for you oh greg that's so hard I mean, it's, I feel like it always changes. I think, um, right now I, 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 w- I used to always say it was going to be Jack Antonoff or Jack Garrett, but right now I would love to work with, um, there. Well, okay. It's tough. It's tough. There's two people. One's a producer, Tommy English. He's written and like worked on some with some of my favorite artists. Um, and there's another artist that I have been kind of really, really fond of lately. And uh, his name's Richard Fairley. And he is uh, he's this UK. He's this UK indie artist. And we have like. I feel like we have parallel passions for like anime and like video games and Pokemon and stuff like that. And it's just, it would be so cool to work with someone who is passionate about music, but also passionate about, about something outside of music. Um, And the reason I say that is because a lot of times when I'm working with other people, if it's in the modeling industry, the acting industry, just entertainment in general, I feel like you, you end up getting put with people that you can share this, this um, common ground of the industry you're working in, in the moment. But if you ever step out of that territory, it kind of, you kind of become unfamiliar and you kind of don't have anything to connect on. So it becomes a little like, okay, so we're just work you know, work associates, which is totally fine. But I think that when you're passionate about other things outside of that common ground, that specific industry common ground, I think that what you do in that industry starts to flourish a little bit more because you have other things that you can pull from that you can share uh, similar influences with. And so it's cool to see someone like that just thriving and you know, being passionate about something so, uh, so specific like anime and so specific about music. And so that's like two things rather than one that we have a common ground on. So I would love to collaborate with um, someone like that. Do you have a favorite time of day? Oh, God. okay. So I have two answers. One is what my body prefers in the most what where when my body is the most like operational in my mind which would be probably around 2:30 my favorite time of day though is probably uh, 
I want to say summer at 5.30 a.m. Because that's like the twilight and it's like things are just starting to wake up. And I feel like when you get up at that time, you're kind of like moving with with the day. And it's just such a I don't know why it's just such a a lovely feeling. But I'm not operational until 2.30. (laughs) You are you are the first person since we have started asking this question to ever tie a season into it oh well i mean because 5 30 in the winter sucks you know like you wake up and you're like oh it's damp and cold and dark but 5 30 in the summer dude it's like oh it's a little brisk maybe a little chilly but it's still kind of like i could go with like a light jacket or it's a whole environment thing dude it's not just the time (laughs) (laughs) so if you could Go back in time to the minute that you decided you wanted to do music and voice acting and the the twelve thousand other things that you're incredible at. <laughs> um, knowing everything about the industries that you know right at this very minute, yeah, would you do anything differently? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um. The first thing I would do is uh, not give a flying hoot about what other people want or think, because I've noticed that I've shaped a lot of my my sound to try to impress someone else or someone specific, or I've written lyrics to please someone else or someone specific. And um, and it's kind of gotten me at this point where I started, I start questioning my actual skills or I start questioning myself and something I wrote right before I moved down to LA in my, in my diary, in my journal was, um, you can, I I have a diary. It's fine. It's the same thing. It's it's what is it? Synonymous at this point, semantics, they're semantics. Um, when I was a kid, I used to love pickled relish. I still do, but, I remember when I was in, I think it was kindergarten, ah, elementary school sometime, I would sit in the cafeteria and I would eat a hot dog. My favorite dish was a hot dog with just uh, pickled relish. I would load it on. And I remember one time I was eating it and down the table from me, there was a bunch of people. Every time I take a bite, that would scream, ew. Um, and they were picking on me because they are they making fun of me because I was literally just going to town on pickle relish. And I was like, I was like, well, I don't understand why this is a problem. And then I kept doing it and I'm like, y'all are being rude. And they kept doing it still. And after that moment, I was like, oh, I guess I'm eating wrong. So I shouldn't have I shouldn't eat pickle relish with my hot dog. And. I think that's so dumb. And so in my in my journal, before I moved, I was like, okay, something I need to stop doing is if someone doesn't like like something that I enjoy, that's fine. They can they can they can roast it or whatever, but I'm gonna keep doing it because it's something that I like. And so from that moment on, someone asked me recently, um, oh wow, I might get emotional from this. 
if I could go back and tell my younger self something, what would it be? And it absolutely would be eat the pickle relish. And um, that has been something that's really special to me. And I keep having to remind myself of it is, you know, is that you like things that some people don't like, but there's always going to be a group of people that like it too. And even if they don't, you like it. And that's fine. Make the decision. You're not letting other people decide what you do or what you like. So if you like eating a ton of pickle relish on your hot dog, then eat the pickle relish. And if you like writing music that sounds like this, then write the music and enjoy it because you're doing it for yourself. And the people that it's meant for are going to hear it and they're going to like it. And the people that don't aren't. And it's not anything personal. It's just that's just it's fine so eat the pickle relish the pickle relish i like that yeah i, I like wrote it in like big bold letters on my journal and the, oh a while back i like opened it up and i was like eat the pickle oh yeah big <laughs> pickle relish energy so i since since I found out you were uh, coming back to the show, I've been really excited to ask you this next question because oh. I know you're going to have a fucking fantastic answer for it. Oh, God. Okay, I'm nervous. No, no pressure or anything. Okay, okay, okay. What is the weirdest word in the English language? Bro, oh, my God. Okay, weirdest word. Okay, let's, okay, we need to, okay. Greg, we need to break this down. We need to litigate this a little bit. So um, we need to define weird. Is it like sonically weird or definition weird? Sonically. Okay, sonically. Okay. I remember there are two words. Oh, man, there's so many words. I can't tell you how many words have bothered me just because of like how it resonates in my body. <laughs> oh, Okay, so another definite, we need to define another term. Weird in a like, like, that's so funny. Why is that a word? Or weird in, I don't like that word. Stop saying it. Like, you know, you have a lot of people that say moist. They hate the word moist, right? Right. Is it that we hate the sound or is it just like, oh, that's funny? More, oh, that's, that's funny. Okay. Okay. I'm going into my, honestly, I have three. I have three off the top of my head that I remember crying laughing when I heard this first one. And so I'll give you that one first. The first word I heard in ge uh, geometry class, um, it's the word reciprocal, which I think, <laughs> I don't know why, but it literally, I was crying laughing in high school hearing that word for the first time. And like to this day, I think about this word often. Do I use it often? No, no, I don't. And it is such a funny, the it's, it's, it makes sense. But for some reason it's like special in my heart because it was the first word I heard that I actually cried laughing at. Um, the second would be pudding. Um, because you say it enough and you're like, what is even coming out of my mouth? Like pudding. <laughs> Pudding, pudding, and it uses like all of your your mouth too. It's like pudding. it like goes out, but then comes back in for me. Pudding, uh, and then I think the third is vernacular because you would think vernacular sounds like a disease. Like, oh yeah, no, he can't come hang out. He's got vernacular. 
you're like, oh God, I hope he's okay. Positive vibes, baby. You know, <laughs> sending positive <laughs> thoughts your way, man. Y'all pray for him. He's got vernacular. So I think putting reciprocal. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> putting reciprocal <laughs> and and vernacular. Crap, that is so funny. That's such a good question, dude. I love it. Those are yeah. those are all those are all fantastic answers. And there I I had a guest a couple of months ago and it didn't make it to air because it took so long. But she she and I had a 45 minute discussion about why the word foam is just so bizarre. Oh my gosh. Yes, dude. Honestly, foam 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 the thing is you have to you have to like listen to it outside of your body like foam you just sit there for a little bit i totally understand that yeah, is like it's so less a word and more just like a sound it's like a, it, it's almost like it's like uh well it can be used as a, like it's like a, a sound effect in comics you know it's like yeah like the, the little um the the frames that say like wham, but it's foam or foam. It could be a million things. Dude, that's a good one. I feel like anything with the letter F in the front or like that phonic F sound is really funny. 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 Yeah, even that's funny. <laughs> funny. Wow. Wow. What's yours? Uh, platypus. Platypus. Bro. Not only is it like a funny word, but it could be so many different things. And then to see what it actually is, is outrageous. Like someone really went platypus. They looked at that thing and said platypus. Right. Because like my, right mind? my first thought is that it's, it's like a mushroom. Oh, yeah. But no, it's like an otter with a duck bill. Like, yes. Yes. I would have thought it was like. It was like some sort of again a mental a mental or not mental a medical condition like yeah he got platypus recently well that kind of now that I say it like that it doesn't really have the same <laughs> doesn't really have the same connotation now that I'm a gross adult um, yes that's a good one though platypus wow I'm gonna be thinking about that all day now Greg <laughs> platypus. <laughs> What is at the very top of your uh, professional bucket list? Um, My very top, my number one is, I've got a few. The number one is I would love, this is so funny, but I would love, I know I'd made it when I see, hear my, one of my songs on a, during a breakup scene in a CW drama like a tv show like a like a like a coming of age tv series drama that's like this is so cringe i want to see a breakup i want to see a breakup and i want to hear my song during the breakup and then it's like the end of the episode you know where they're like okay this is it and they're like okay and then they walk away and you just hear my song being like some sad shit and uh and then it goes to the credits that yes. is literally that's that is the reason I got into music, that's why I started writing music. And if I could see that, I need to figure out how, what kind of song or how to produce the right song. But that is 
absolutely what I would love to do. That's that's the if I know I've made it when I see that happen. That's number one. Um, number two. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just blast these. Number two is actually in the acting scene. I would love to be a regular in a sitcom, and I don't know what sitcom. It doesn't have to be a sitcom. I just like love some like a placement in in a show or like a movie where I'm like a character that might have like a little bit of OCD. I think that would be so fun Um, because I I always enjoy people in films (laughs) or entertainment, like anything on TV where someone has OCD because you see their little mannerisms and you're like, that's funny. And I can totally relate to that. It's like such a meme. So I really like that. Uh, the third one was, I would love to voice a character in an RPG game or an RPG video game, um, like a JRPG, if you're familiar with that, like like Final Fantasy or something. Yeah. Oh, that would that would be incredible. So those, those are my. Are, I would say those are my top. Those are all. Those are all good. Um, I I forget what I was watching the other day. I. And it was it was one of those one of those breakup scenes like you were talking about, but the song that they used was a cover of a song that's not even really that not even really that sad, mm. but like they had made everything into a minor chord and yes, and I was like, and it was something completely stupid, like walking on sunshine or something. And I was yes. like, this is not what, what is this? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, people, people be doing that. It's like, that's the thing now, like doing covers that are like making everything sad. I just did a, um, I have a, uh, something I've been doing is cinematic music lately. I've been, um, producing, composing, and I've been taking some, some like old emo songs but making them cinematic and trying to make them like extra minor and sad and it has been so fulfilling to me oh my god (laughs) but yeah i i i've totally seen it where they take something they take a happy song make it a cover and make it sad as shit and um it's a different vibe man yeah it was i remember the song now it was uh Always be my baby by Mariah Carey. Oh, that's incredible! That's yeah. incredible. Oh, what's a good, what's a good early two thousand song, like a a a pop song that you could take and make it a acoustic sad song. Candy by Mandy Moore. Oh, Andy by Mandy Moore. Candy. Candy. It was her very first single. I'm going to have to look that up. I dude, the only song I remember Mandy Moore ever singing was that one from the walk to remember. And I, I it's the, it's the one. And I leave my hands and oh yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I did that so badly, but that I didn't know that she had like a whole thing. Oh yeah. Ooh, I'm going to look into that. Mandy Moore. She is, she, she's so, I don't know. I don't see her a lot on like, you know, the internet, but she's like definitely an OG millennium, like superstar to me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Because like 
they she she came out in in the very much britney christina jessica yeah. era she was like that new blonde yes and but she was like the girl next door kind of vibe yeah she was like real real cute real sweet um you know she was she was very much adelia's ad and you know she she did the pop star thing for a couple of years did a walk to remember and was like oh fuck this i'm good at acting this is what we're doing now yeah and then she did this is us yeah oh man I can't watch too much of that because then it'll I know I'll like I'll crumble from the the emotional trauma. Yeah. So I don't do a lot of that. What's another I'm wondering what another song from the early 2000s that would work for me that would be like like what could you do to me Oh. What's the uh Oh, there's a Britney Spears song. Oh my gosh. Um she's so lucky oh my lucky. god if you i was just thinking that if you could turn lucky into like an emo sad boy song yes dude that would be insane dude it's oh my god she's so lucky she's a star but she cried trying, trying to be sitting dude that's 100 that would be a sick song you could do a few things with it too like you could make it freaking um uh like you could almost make it like a thriller, like horror thing where yeah, it's like, like this is a story about a girl named Lucky. She got everything she wanted, but at what cost? And then you know, <laughs> she's so lucky. And then those little, like eerie strings and stuff, like just yeah. ooh that. Or Backstreet Boys, uh, I don't care who you are, where you're from, don't care what. Oh, as long as you love me. That song. Yes. Look at what we're doing right now, dude. This is we need to capitalize on this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna write these down. <laughs> <laughs> who is an artist whose career path inspires you? Oh, that's a very good question. Career path. Um It's tough for me because I, I, I'm not a good fan of music. Like, and I would say this about any kind of form of entertainment. Like everyone knows the specifics, the, the lead singer and the guitar player from the specific band and their history and everything. And I'm always like, I don't know. I just like their, I like the music. I, I like their songs. And the same thing with film. They're like, oh, it's a, this, this director directed this film and it has these people in it. And I'm like, I don't know. I just like their movies. So, so as far as like an artist come up, I've never really paid much attention, but I would say that if I had to, okay, this is going to be like a hot take with the hipsters, but um, I think, oh, actually, no, I don't think that I don't <laughs> think that I I was going to see the thing is, I was going to say Taylor Swift because because she like really just came out of nowhere from the country scene and she exploded. But also she's like, I lived in a small, humble home. And I'm like, bitch, no, you didn't. Don't even right. don't, even, you know, stop, stop, stop. Um. I, 
that's a that's a really hard one for me. I think I I also think that I've avoided <laughs> me just like unloading my opinions. I think I've avoided <laughs> watching artists come up because I get I sometimes get a little resentful because you think, oh, they came from nothing. But then it turns out like, oh, they came from, oh, their family just owns this whole company or, oh, their family's just been well off their whole time. So they've never had like the struggle of trying to break in. And then like, you know, they're like, yes, we did. We had this hard time doing this thing. And then you're like, honey, that's not what a struggle is, you know, but, you know, that also is a very hot take. And, you know, if you got to use it, whatever. Um, I think though, I think that my, so all day, so I'm so sorry, dude, to answer long windedly to answer your question. I think that it's not, um, someone's career path that I, someone's, spe someone's specific career path that I really admire. I think it's like, maybe, maybe the more of like kind of the the journey that someone took and like how many times they were told no before they were told yes and i don't know i feel like you hear that a lot but the more i've been spending i i've spoke i've talked to a lot of different artists or actors and like everyone's always like i'm just so dis i'm so depressed because they keep t like i keep getting told no and i'm like i've been hearing no all my life like like I I've accepted that rejection is part of the thing. So it's kind of like it, it's unmovable. I'm a, I'm unmoved by that now. And so when I see someone else that says, okay, well, they don't like me, but I'm still going to, you know, or they don't like my sound, but I like it. So I'm still going to do it. I think those are the artists that I, I really respect. And those are the people I look up to. Um, and as far as career paths go, I just haven't, I haven't known a lot of other artists that um, and I haven't watched their their actual paths. But if I did, if I knew someone that had that kind of road and, you know, took on the challenges and still like got things done and they were juggling a lot and spinning a lot of plates and still got to their goals. I think anyone who accomplishes their goals, I'm I'm like I look up to 100 percent and. Uh, that's kind of like a weak answer, I feel like. But oh, you know what? Okay, I'm sorry. After like 30 <laughs> minutes of talking about that, I'll tell you my, my my someone I look up to currently. There's an artist. His name's Nate. Wants to battle, and he does like pretty pretty uh heavy rock, but he also rose to fame with um video game and anime covers and he's someone i probably look up to as a as a musical artist the most because um because hearing about his about his story and her, his perspective he's always been someone that's like oh this is what i want to do and then he just does it and he figures out how to do it and just does it and i think that especially um coming from like my age and my demographic there are a lot of people that they want to do it but they hold themselves back because they can't finish it because of all this pressure of like what if it's not right or what if it's not perfect and he's someone that's like 
I don't know. It's just, it needs to be done and I need to do it. And then he's just gotten it done. And he's like, you know, like, uh, you know, consistently millions of monthly listeners. He's huge on, on, uh, all the platforms. And it's literally just because he, like I said before, with eating, you know, eat the, the pickle relish, he did things because he wanted it this way and he liked it. And when he did it for himself, that's what other people liked. And, um, and he never took other people's opinions into consideration. And that is my 15 minute rant on <laughs> my favorite artist career path. I'm so sorry. That was so long. No, that's all good. So oh, yeah, other, oh, sorry, go on. Other than other than your own music, what are you listening to right now? Um, that's tough. I've been listening to the same artist, uh, Richard Fairley. I I really I I really like the radio playlists that he's on. Um, I, I don't know. I was just thinking on the plane today that when I was starting or when I was like really thinking about music, it's it was like you have pop, you have rock, you have rap. And you have hip hop and those are the only genres. And now you have all these like subcategories. So, so I don't know what the subcategories are, but like, it's like an indie, indie rock, alt rock kind of vibe. I really like Richard Fairley and, and like the things that his, his like similar artists. Um, but one of the things that just remains consistent in my life is film scores and video game music. That's like, my 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 spotify wrapped was video game music j-pop uh film scores and rap and i was like oh man i got called the hell out right now <laughs> so so i guess statistically speaking those are my top listened to um right now uh but yeah i would i would say i it's it's pretty true like video game music and and score film scores tv scores are kind of like what control my life right now what's a book that you feel like everybody should read greg i need to know what books that everyone's reading that's the problem <laughs> um what's a book that's a really good question uh for a lot of reasons mostly because i haven't read a lot of them but i think that uh Fudge, man, that's such a dang good question. What's a book that I think everyone should read? Okay, this is going to be a hot take. This is going to be very interesting. Um, Potentially. It depends on who's listening. But I think what would be interesting is if people actually read the Bible. And the reason I say that is because you have so many people that are familiar. Everyone knows what the Bible is and whether, whether you don't believe in it, whether you believe in it, whatever, I don't care. It's, it's very interesting because I think that would put a lot of things into perspective. And I would argue that a lot of people that follow the, the Christian belief system that I know, I would argue that they have never read the Bible. And I think that, there are a lot of inconsistencies. This is such a hot take, dude. I'm so sorry. I think there are a lot of inconsistencies with what people that preach the 
Bible say versus what the Bible says. And I think that there's a lot of people that hate people that preach the Bible that also don't know what the Bible says. And so their understanding is also based off of what people are saying that preach the Bible. So it's like, what if we actually all read the Bible? And what if like that humbled our asses? I don't know because, um, because I, I, I've, 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 I used to study it back in the day, um, in college. And this was like a long ass time ago when, you know, life was different for me. And, um, I think it, it shaped a lot of my perspective on what people are preaching at me versus what is actually being preached in this thing. And I think I'm the kind of person I, I was the kind of person that was like, um, I'd like to know more about these kind of things because growing up in a small town, that's kind of projected onto you. And I'm a very like, everything's very questionable for me. And so I was like, let's just dive in and see what this says. And so it, it was very interesting. And I think that, um, I think that that might be a very interesting social experiment. If like, <laughs> seven billion people on the planet decided what if we all read the fucking bible so there's there's my there's my book i it, i think it's not that i think people should read it i think it would be interesting to to see what happens if people if people on all sides of different political spectrums decided to read it can i tell you something yes that is the answer I've been waiting for when we picked this question. Really? Yep. That is so interesting. Tell me why. Um I was I've been I've been waiting because I knew that somebody would pick the Bible and uh -huh. that it would basically be what you said that somebody would say people need to actually read the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, it well, it's funny because like, I don't know, like there's so many people that have grown up with it. Well, I mean, you're two different sides of of life in in white America is they are pre preached the Bible or they preach the Bible and it turned in oftentimes. Both parties tend to be pretty inaccurate, and I think a lot of it comes from just not actually reading the freaking Bible. Um. But yeah, yeah, that's so interesting, man. Well, I hope I hope I I fulfilled that itch for you. <laughs> yeah, now 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 I have to change the question. Ah, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the buzzword when someone says it, it's like, "Okay, you did it. You won." Moving on. Are you a coffee person or a tea person? Uh, both. But actually uh I don't really I didn't. Okay. Another loaded question for me, the overthinker. I didn't give a, I didn't give a flying about coffee until I moved to LA the first time I lived there and someone found out at this coffee shop. I was doing like work on a computer. Someone was, someone was working there at the coffee shop and they found out that I, I was from Portland and Portland's known for coffee, ironically, and um, not Seattle. And <laughs> so so they're like, oh, you're from Portland. Oh, so then, you know, these, you know, this coffee, you know, Stumptown, right? I'm like, yeah. 
And I'm like, I don't know anything about coffee. But I, at that time, I was dating someone who was a barista. So I called her and I'm like, hey, I need you to tell me terminology and things I can say to these people to impress them because I don't want to look like a poser, but I will be. Um, and so she's like, you need to say single origin. So I went up to them. I'm like, okay, so what's your single origin? They're like, oh, oh I'm so happy you asked. Uh, the, actually, this is... And I just had them wrapped around my finger. And so in order to maintain the illusion, I just kept drinking coffee. But then it started becoming a religion where I just needed to have coffee for the vibes. Like, I didn't even care about the caffeine. Um, and so now I don't even really... I, I, coffee, I like refreshing drinks. I drink, I like, if I drink, I want it to be refreshing. So I'm not a big alcohol drinker. And I'm not like a hot drink drinker unless it's like cocoa or something childish <laughs> like that. Um, but coffee is like meh to me. I'll have it if I need it. But I'm also paranoid about like staining my teeth because that's like, I don't know if that's actually true. I think it, I'm pretty sure based off of propaganda it is. I don't know. I don't know. But but that kind of like meh. I don't really care for it. It also kind of dries me out. Um, but then on the reciprocal of that is the uh, <laughs> the tea. <laughs> Fucking reciprocal, dude. Uh, with tea, it's like that's more of a tool for me for like singing. So if I'm drinking tea, it's like, OK, I need throat coat and give me some honey. So it's like it's the same as water where you need to have it. You don't really want it, but you kind of need it. So. With all of that, with all of that evidence, I guess, statistically speaking, I might be more of a tea person. I really had to break that shit down for you. <laughs> <laughs> Window or aisle seat? When, oh, shit. Damn it. Oh, sorry. I hope the profanity, I've been doing a lot of profanity. I'm sorry. No, you're uh, good. I'm going to say as I've gotten older, the aisle seat, because uh, because I'm I'm six feet tall and a little taller when I have shoes on. And these these new these new rows just aren't doing it for people with my legs. So I need to stretch out because I can't be in that position that's like not fully extended, but not, at a, you know, not fully bent. So it like feels like. I'm, I'm like not fully human and I feel really crammed that way. So I need to be able to stick out my legs. The problem is you have to constantly be like putting them in while people are going by, but, but I would much rather the aisle seat than the window seat. Now, that being said, I was just in a window seat by choice today, but that was because I didn't think about it. And there was enough space, like there was enough space in my row that I could, but, um, but yeah, I just, I think the thing for me is I need to be able to stretch my legs out for sure. I'm at that age. I'm just at that age, man. Life hack. Um, I always pick the window seat and then buy the middle seat. Oh, <gasps> you, sir, are brilliant. But also that's some money, dude. That's a. That's a baller play, dude. That's a baller move. You know what I started doing, actually? I always have a carry-on and that extra item. And so I'll put it, I'll put my my like my backpack in under the seat in front of me. 
But then I'm like, oh, I can't stretch out my legs. But then one of my last fights, I was like, wait a second. There's no space under my leg. Or there's like a bunch of space under my legs. Why don't I just freaking put my backpack under there after we take off? So then I put the I put the bag under my legs and I extended my legs fully and was like, oh, I've been an idiot all my life. I could have just done that. So <laughs> that's been my, my life hack is Tetris with my seat. But yeah, I like that. Buying a whole shit, I'd buy a whole row then. <laughs> just yeah, that's, that's it. That's a baller move. That is the yeah, that's the <laughs> shit. That's no, a let's move. just if we're let's just keep going. Let's just buy the whole damn plane. Right. Let's you know, we'll just no Bo and just, I are only flying private now. From now yeah. on. Yeah, private. Yeah, dude. I would love that, man. In the meantime, I might as well just become a pilot and just fly the whole plane myself. Also that. That'll that's the baller move. That's actually the petty move. Like you go through all the 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 whole journey of becoming a pilot just so you could fly your own plane so you can stretch your legs out without people bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick a a theme song to describe where your career is right now, what uh, song would you pick? A theme song. A theme song. Any theme song. Yeah, it could be any any song. Um <laughs> Oh shit. Um okay. For my career, you said? Yes. Uh, any song as my as my theme song <laughs> um that is a freaking see the thing is i i have a feeling i know oh, before i answer this has someone i'm sure someone has said the pokemon theme yes yes knew that okay what about the climb by miley cyrus has someone said that before? Also, yes. I knew it. I freaking knew. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, because I wasn't going to use those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, a theme song for my career. That's such a good. That's a really good question, Greg. Because there's not enough sad songs in the world to describe my career. Um, I would say. Ooh, oh, it's coming all back around. I would say, uh, <laughs> Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, now that we're just on that. Nice. Uh, because my loneliness is killing me, and I still believe. <laughs> I still believe. But, uh, but, you know, industry keep hitting me one more time. That yeah, I'd say baby one more time, or uh, oh my gosh, that just the more I think about, it, the more profound that is. Baby, baby, how was I supposed to know that something wasn't right? I shouldn't have let you go. <laughs> uh, either that or White Flag by Dido. Oh, nice. Yeah, I will go down with the ship. Yeah, one of those two, or Arms of an of an Angel. 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> In the arms of an angel. Just take me away from here. <laughs> Who are the five people that you would want with you if you were stuck on a deserted island? Such a good question. I just okay, okay. Um, anybody? Anybody? Okay. Um. Okay. Real, uh, real or fictional characters? Either one. Okay. I don't want to get too OP about this because it's like, oh, well, Goku can just instant transmission us to like c- civilization again. So I, I want it to I want it to be a challenge. Um okay. I would say uh I feel like that's a really good question. Um I feel like Jackie Chan would be there with me for sure because I think that he would be a very interesting conversationalist but also like we could like train or something i don't know i would just like to be around him and being on a deserted island with him sounds like that would be really fun um jackie chan uh let's go with a fictional character a fictional character that couldn't just like take us away um katniss everdeen obviously katniss everdeen (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. Katniss, Katniss Everdeen. Um, and did has so has, I'm sure someone said Bear Grylls, right? Yes. Okay. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that boat. Bear Grylls and Bear Grylls for sure. Katniss Everdeen, Bear Grylls, Jackie Chan. Uh. Uh. Oh my gosh. Gordon Ramsay. For sure. 100%. Uh nah. Yeah, let's say let's say Gordon Ramsay. I'm sure someone said that before too. Um Yeah, yeah cuz it's it's big brain. You have you have someone that can survive, someone that can hunt, someone that can cook. And then Jackie Chan. Um but like Jackie Chan in his prime obviously. And then my final character is going to be another fictional character is going to be the doctor from Doctor Who because but without without like sonic screwdriver and without the TARDIS because that could take us wherever um, I would say the doctor because he could still like help us survive absolutely and um, and he also has stories for us and just so so let's 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 break that down a little bit further. Okay. Um, oh yes. More specifically, which doctor? That's a great. I was. I Greg. I was gonna hope. I was hoping you would ask that. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, uh, so good. Um, okay. We need him to have patience. So not ten, or no, 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 not not twelve. It wouldn't be twelve. I think. It, I think, I think it's going to have to be 10. It will have to be 10. I was thinking of 11, but 11 is a little too, he's childish. 
I think he would he would be more concerned with like keeping spirits up rather than getting the job done and taking care of everybody. He'd be like like a little bit goofier, positive, but then also he'd have like some temperamental moments. And I just kind of I think that Ten would be more of like a fatherly will take care of things. He he has the patience and um and he knows that we have Katniss Everdeen, Jackie Chan, Bear Grylls, and Gordon Ramsay. So it's like there's nothing we can't do. That's such a stacked team. Couple more, a couple more follow-up questions to that. Yes. Uh, first being, uh, who is your doctor? <gasps> They're all my doctor, Greg. That's the okay. So that's so hard because everyone since I've gotten into the series has been something special for me. Um, and like with nine it was like he introduced me to the world and he uh he created yeah he created that perspective of life for me 10 was the one that like kind of brought brought it to life but then grounded it a little bit more 11 was like very whimsical and very like took reality and made it more uh like I'd say aloof, but like really good at hiding sentiment, being sentimental, but hiding it. Um, 12 was really special to me because I think it was like, that is the, and that's what it looks like when you've experienced the, the hardships that someone has had to experience with him or that he's had to experience and like how it feels to know that you know, you're hurting, but you still have to take care of people, even though you resent people for taking people away from you. Um, kind of like a cycle, a really hard cycle. So with all of that, and they 12 also just had some great one-liners that have stuck with me. Um, shoot. Shoot. You know, I'm going to have to say 10. I think 10 is 10 is my doctor. 10 is my doctor which fun fact i just i've checked off seeing 12 10 and 11 as of two weeks ago oh nice yeah yeah seeing them in a at a comic-con that is that is fantastic yeah yeah very happy um it was it was cool because like they're kind of exactly well besides 11 like Matt Smith they're kind of like exactly who they are in the show and it's so heartwarming to see that that's sure. cool yeah yeah and final uh doctor who follow up question uh who <laughs> is your favorite companion <gasps> okay 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 shit okay so i this is, is gonna be a hot take first of all i would say rose firstly because there was so much that we so much we went through together greg um but i kind of think i really like clara i think she's been my favorite no it's all wrong that's a lie she she's one of my tops she's one of my tops donna noble donna will always be my favorite companion 
100%. Because it wasn't about like, like anyone falling for the doctor or like the doctor is my like father figure or I'm in love with him. She was like, you skinny twiggy man, you're so goofy and you're such a dork. I don't like it, but you're brilliant and I want to hang out with you and you'll save me. And I think this, like the story of Donna is so freaking beautiful and so sad. Um, you know, she always thought that she was, she wasn't special. She wasn't anything, you know, useful. And the doctor constantly was like, you're very special. Of course you are. And, uh, she ended up saving spoiler alert. If you haven't seen, been around for the last 20 years, uh, she saved the universe and then she had to forget all of it. And that's a heartbreaking thing. That's like, that's like being a dream where you had the, the craziest, most beautiful experiences. And then you woke up to it or you woke up from it and you're like, Oh, none of it was real. Or you had to say goodbye to that. That is crazy. And that is why Donna is my favorite companion. That is the correct answer. Yes. Yes. Greg. Look at us. Look at us. Have you, are you, are you caught up with the last few episodes that happened? The Christmas special? Uh, yes. I just finished ep- the third one. And oh, I was just so happy. I was so happy seeing that first episode, especially, was like, I cried multiple times just because I'm like, oh, we're back here again. And I'm, I'm just so happy to be here. You know? Yes. 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 <laughs> I love the absolute yes. Definite absolute yes. 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 There's nothing else. And, there's, there's nothing more to say. Yeah. And <laughs> and and the way that I'm I'm gonna try to do this without without spoiling right, it right, for right. anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Right. Uh, the, the way, way that happened. The the final episode was done. Yes. Yes, dude. Fifteen out of ten. No notes. Yes. No notes. I truly was like what first i was like question mark interesting but then i was like i i love it and i love what's happening next and i'm so excited for more oh my god i loved it and the new interior of of the tardis i'm, oh. I'm very much here for i love i love the 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 clean the clean, the clean. look of it Dude, like, it's so slick oh my god and like the space to run around yeah Oh my God. And something that always, I will say like back to like how the story and everything happened. The moment where he kind of gives the rundown uh, with the, the toy maker gives like the rundown in the little, like the puppet show. I, I am such a sucker. And that's one of my favorite things about, about the show is like the small conversations that connect all the doctors. Like there was Rose Tyler and then there was Amy and there was so-and-so. And so I was like, yes, yes. Like, I love when those things get dropped because it's like reconnecting us to all the past um, of the show. And that's something that's really special. It's like, we never forgot about them. It, it's not like it was retconned or anything. It still, it still is a part of the show. And I love that. I was question. I was wondering why they didn't include Martha in, in his little thing. But because but, Martha, Martha left of she her own volition and she like she didn't, she didn't die. She didn't yeah. like, yeah. 
she ended up with with Mickey, which right, is right. And, still and, a question mark for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree. It it was an interesting. Yeah, that that whole story was interesting to me, but I still I still enjoyed it. But yeah, I guess that's that's a fair point. He was only talking about the people who who God, that was such a good scene, though, like every yeah. time the toy maker was like and then uh, she was touched by a, a, a weeping angel. And he said she died of old age. And he goes, well, that's all right, then, isn't it? Like that response was so good to me. Like every time he described what happened to the other companion and the doctor defending himself and then the toy maker being like, oh, well, then it's fine, isn't it? Is so that was so good. Yeah, I was I I questioned the casting choice of Neil Patrick Harris when I first yes. heard it. Yes. But then seeing it, I was like, oh, no, no, this that tracks. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Okay. I, I felt the same way. It was like, huh, interesting. Neil Patrick Harris. Um, and I was like, well, that is an interesting uh accent. But then I realized what was happening. Like, oh, okay, I see, I see. It was well done. It's just yeah, so nice to talk about that. Yeah, I haven't been able to debrief with anyone <laughs> about it, so this is great. So if if you're invited back on the show in in ten years, uh, where where do you see yourself? Um, shoot. Well, my self confidence isn't feeling like uh, I'll see myself <laughs> doing many things to <laughs> to to write home about. But where I'd like to see myself, I think. It would be, I think, especially in 10 years, I want to come back on here and be like, dude, I did the thing. I got the breakup song and I've gotten a bunch more breakup songs that are on this on a ton of things, you know, and now I'm a, I'm, and I'm that one character on the show and uh, ever heard of this video game, ever heard of Final Fantasy? I'm this new character in it, you know, I think, I think, uh. I want to I want to have those goals locked in and I want to see more of it and I want to report back to you immediately. Excellent. I, yeah, I I hope you do and I hope it is not uh 10 years before before you come back on the show. Oh baby, I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can track your music down. Yeah, you can find me on any streaming platform, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, Tidal, <laughs> Deezer. <laughs> you can find them, you can find me on all of that. And uh you just Google Bobascoro, B O B to the A to the S K O R O and uh I'm the only one on there, so so I should pop up pretty quickly. So you can find me all over there. Well, as always, it has been just an absolute pleasure to to have you on the show. And oh, likewise, to, Greg. To Doctor Who fanboy for a little while. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you for giving that to me. That's such a gift. <laughs> we'll be back every Wednesday and Thursday with all new episodes of Headliners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review.
Headliners is a Your Life the Mixtape Media LLC production, in partnership with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this episode may be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.